When I go to Sacramento, I will pump up Sacramento. 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 Turner Sparks just got married and has moved home to America after 12 years living in China. Sir Michael Ira Kaplan has two kids, a wife, a job, and has spent his entire life in the USA. Neither one can figure their country out. This is Lost in America. All right, everybody, welcome to Lost in America, episode 48. My name's Turner Sparks. My name's Mordechai Kaplan. Mordechai, how you doing? Yeah, I'm excited. 48. That's uh, in uh, 1948 was the year Israel and Ireland were both founded. Lahaim. We learned on an earlier podcast. Did we? St. Patty's Day episode. Yeah, Lahaim. You can find me at Turner B. Sparks on Twitter. You can find Cap at Cap in America. I believe that's where you can find me. On the podcast today, we have Andrea Jones Roy from 538.com. Yeah, a, f- a former guest coming back. I, th- I believe she was on episode eight. Yeah. Or nine or 10 or somewhere pretty yeah, early. Every 40 episodes, she likes to check in. At that point, she was jobless. Yeah. And now and she's- this, she got the bump from this place. Yeah, this yeah. podcast. I'm sure the it's old double. LIA bump, they yeah. call it. All right. We got her a job. Yeah. So, so <laughs> now, now she's at 538. She's doing statistical. I don't know. She's writing political articles, something like that. We're going to find out. She's going to be in here later. We're going to talk about Cuba. She just wrote an article. But before that, Kaplan, huge news. Yeah? About Cuba? About us. Oh, more importantly. Last, we've been averaging very close to 1,500 downloads a week for the last month. Yes, close, but not quite. Not quite cigar. Yeah, right. We're almost not there. Not quite a Cuban cigar. But if I remember correctly, I did the challenge at a thousand. I buzzed my hair slash. I say I shaved my head. People, there was a lot of problem, a lot of hubbub about that with the listeners. Yeah. But now we're at fifteen hundred. It's my your turn. time. Yeah, I put it to and I, I put it to a vote at home. Yeah, so what are you gonna do? And Teddy said, "Grow a mustache, Dad." Grow a mustache. Yeah, he. I think his exact words were "grow a Hitler mustache." I think a Hitler mustache <laughs> is probably the best way to do it. But I think I, I don't think I can do that. I think it's going to offend some people. You my, do a it's Hulk, offend myself. Hulk Hogan. I was thinking uh, the Raleigh fingers might be too hard, so I think maybe I'm going to go just with a cool like '80s dad mustache. That's my goal. What about the Hogan where you grow it out like handlebar, but then you dye it black? Hollywood Hogan. All right. How long does that take to grow? Because. I don't know how long does it take you to grow a mustache. Because I have to put it in the sweet spot of between my wife's birthday, September 12th, and between uh, the Jewish holidays. I can't be showing up at the synagogue. Is that illegal? You can't be buried in a Jewish cemetery with a, a Hollywood Hogan mustache? No, or Hitler I'm, mustache, yeah. probably. <laughs> you can't show up in a Hitler. Ooh, a Hitler mustache Rosh Hashanah. No, I'm not going to go there. Uh, I just, you know, I see a lot of people from uh, high school. They wanted them to judge me. They're going to see the mustache. Uh, but then if you tell them 1,500 downloads, Ooh, they're going to judge you well. How many downloads do they have? Exactly. All right, done. There you go. Going full Hitler, Raleigh, whatever comes first. All right, next, Amazon. Okay, so i got to clear something up because we've had oh, a lot of people. A lot of confusion. A lot of listeners are writing in. All the new listeners. Yeah. No one understands how to use Amazon. What you do? Our new listeners don't know what Amazon is. Explain <laughs> it to them. <laughs> Amazon is an <laughs> app. Yeah. <laughs> so, what you do... Go to if you want to support the pod, but you don't want to give us money because like no one wants to give us money. What you do is you go to lostinamericapod.com. On the upper right hand corner, there'll be an advertisement for Amazon. It has people are like, like a pop up sort of. It's like a pop up. It has a book maybe or like I don't know where the formula they come up with the most. For some reason, shit. it's trying to sell you some book. You don't have to buy that book. Just click on that advertisement. It'll take you back to Amazon. Do all your regular shopping you were going to do anyway, and a portion of that comes to us. You don't have to buy the book. Don't buy the book. But don't buy the book. Fuck that book. That's the new slogan for the pod. (laughs) But please shop on If you're going to shop on Amazon, help us out. All right. Should we get to Lost in America? Let's get to it. We have a special guest today. Thank My you. wife, yeah, yeah, is sitting in for Lost in America. How you doing? Good, good. So um, yeah, you've been here for like two months yeah, now in the in. United States, right? Mm-hmm. And 
You're lost. I'm a little less lost, but I can still dig deep well, and find stuff. You seem less lost because she's more lost, I think is what it is. Yes. Right? <laughs> so in comparison, in comparison, I look great. Yeah, exactly. This is <laughs> the best improvement you've made. In comparison to my wife. <laughs> yes. So You're more American slightly. What do you got? What's, what's going on? Okay. You know, like, because uh, I work for, uh, I work, I'm, I do like social media stuff. Shout out. Mr. Shout out Bing. social Mr. Media. Bing's got you doing the social Mr. media stuff. Yep. Uh, Facebook, Instagram, blah, 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 all that. And so, um, yeah, I was trying to make a plan, like a social media strategy, but I don't know, like, the, you know, like the terminologies people use here. And in China, we just say sometimes, like, you repost people's, like, articles or, like, videos. You retweet, you repost. But there is another thing called curated. (laughs) Curated? Curate. That's a term to use it. You 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 use curated content. <laughs> curated, I believe. Wait, they're saying curated. They're telling you to use this term, or oh yeah, no, that's the term people use. It just means people stealing. That's this new thing in America. No one used the term curated before, unless you were at the Metropolitan Museum of Art. Right, an actual curate, like an art person who curates a museum. Yes, that's what a curator is. I was at Starbucks. <laughs> I will post this on our Twitter page, Lost America Pod. Lost America Pod. I was at Starbucks and they had a bucket of popcorn and they said proudly curated by Starbucks. The fucking popcorn. Yeah, I know. I think I showed this to you when you first got back to America, but like there, I was explaining, like there was like a music festival, Governor's Ball. Yes. And I got the, I'm on the mailing list and there's a thing and it just sends you a, a, a poster and it's not, it looks like a band poster. All the different bands are performing a show, but there's no bands. It was like all the different food places and it's like curated. And it's like the it's brownie place, the, the, the donut. And it, well, that's not curated. That's just these are those places that decide to provide food. You didn't choose them. At best, it means picked. Right. Like you picked this. At worst, it means like stolen. It's like, the smuggest way to say stolen I could think of. Yes. And in, in social media world, it means I don't even understand how. Yeah, it, you just like you, you use a because you, you cannot attract traffic. Right. That we call like traffic. No, you're right. I, you're looking at me when you say that. I cannot attract traffic. I'm still at <laughs> 220 followers. We've been doing this podcast for like 48 episodes. So what do you do? Is I gotta you start just, curating. Like, try to like, you know, like yeah, stealing the the very like well narrated articles and to make yeah. to kind of like try to make a, cl- a connection with your things. I think what and it is. So too. Yeah, I think what it is, and this is the last thing, is that. Everyone now wants to be creative. Everyone fancies himself as like an artist, a creative right. type. Well, that's in, what social media is. It allows America. everyone to be creative. Yeah, but... Even use non-podcasters Like 98% there. of people are not creative. Yeah. And so this is a way to for them to feel creative. Mm. To say, I'm not creative, but I curated this. Yeah. Like, every guy who ever had a girlfriend in high school curated a <laughs> mixtape... Exactly. ...to give to that's her on a way date more work. Of like eight love songs. That doesn't make you an artist. <laughs> That's that's a lot more. That's a more accurate definition. Make you some dipshit in the suburbs. Yeah, and yeah. Get a podcast if you want to be creative. Get a podcast. <laughs> All right. What else? What else has been uh, noticing uh, bugging you? Yeah. <laughs> One last thing I want to share with you was something you know was really surprising to me. All Hit right. Me. Well, in New York, there are so many crazy people. Yeah, we've got a few. Yeah. Yeah. But they're not they're harmless, right? You're looking at they're two just... of them right here. <laughs> You're married the one. Yeah, we're on the <laughs> keep going. So they I was on the subway the other day and um across from me was a lady. Pretty sure like she has some mental problems. Mm. But she was uh she was just talking to herself and she was looking to distance. I don't know, like looking at something and then she was like cursing, speaking to her the whole time. Half Spanish and half English. Oh, bilingual crazy person. Bilingual crazy person. Genius crazy. And then she. And then the thing is, like, at the next stop, a lot of people. Where is the biblioteca? (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, keep going. (laughs) But at the next stop, um, there are a lot of people um, got on the subway. But I was like checking on my phone. But the next thing I looked up, there were two ladies sitting right next to her. They were not scared of her at all. Oh, yeah. And they were just doing their own thing. Well, it she, is what she never happened in China. They don't have crazy people on the we subway? We do have a crazy people, but we cage them. Well, you, you, you cage, cage them. them. <laughs> <laughs> you, cage, you cage them? 
That's true. They get put in a mental institution slash prisons. But, but no. on the subway, do they like block no, no, them no. off? The well, they're definitely is... not bilingual. <laughs> There's not a lot the of bilingual like, nutbags. In China, it's because a lot of people, they have mental problems. Their families are taking care of them or they try to keep them inside. Hey, one thing I'll say about the subway and that in general is that people, especially real New Yorkers, yeah. They're proud of the fact that they can stand next to a crazy person and not bat an eye. Like not oh. like it's like, oh the crazy person's going on. This is what I this is New York. This is what I uh. It's like going oh. like a boxer at a weigh-in, like not flinching. Yeah, not flinching. Oh. There's only one thing that New Yorkers almost on the flip side of this, like proudly, because it shows that they're smarter. They outsmarted them. The only thing that they'll bat an eye on is smell. When you got a homeless guy who's like you've have you seen like a homeless guy who's like really reeks bad, yeah. who's like sleeping. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You, like, and you walk into subway car and you're like, oh my God, there's so many seats open. I'm so excited. And at rush hour, and then you realize it's because, like, some guy smells so bad uh. that, like, everybody, like, books it to the other one. And then the people who don't register quickly because they're tourists, they don't know what to do. They don't know you're allowed <laughs> to do that. They're all the ones stuck and they're standing there. So that's the only thing that uh, I think. And then the other thing is, people are all like, you know, they're listening to headphones now, listening to our podcast, probably. So they're probably they not even hearing the crazy person. Probably listen to it right now. Yeah. Looking at a crazy person. <laughs> exactly. So what you're Tell saying the- is, if you a well washed nutcase get, is has free reign in New York City, free reign, uh, well washed. That's the key. That's yes, the, yes, yes. So if you're if you're a nutcase and you're looking to make it here, grab a bar of soap. That's it. Maybe some deodorant. Spare, put some put a hat out. You know those big packers. Yes. If you want a big pack to New York? Say I need yeah. Jump money, in the East River, money, right? A little Dove bar. All right. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for being on the pod. Yeah. Welcome. Come please check in again. Yeah, anytime. <laughs> Ents. Ents. Is an app. It's still an app. You can get it in the app store. You can get it wherever apps are sold. Yeah. And for it's, free. And and it's uh we're, we're really using Ents. We stepped it up this week. We, we did step it up. The last two weeks, we're insing an, a bonus uh, pod story every single week. This week, what are we doing? So we're going to do a story about uh, millennials and how they're scared of the doorbell. Oh, yeah. Millennials. <laughs> Are too scared now to answer a doorbell. They don't know what to do. If your Jehovah's Witnesses, out, I don't want to spoil the ends, but Jehovah's Witnesses out there. Oh, their t- their days you're are numbered. You have to change your whole. Your days are numbered. You're not gonna be able to get anybody. You can't get. To, you have to start texting people. I'm out. I'm outside. All right, save it for ends. Yeah, save what are giving us away for. Save it and, for the ends. And can we give a shout out to DJ Payne? Big time shout out to DJ Payne. We got people now following us who found out about this podcast through Ents. New, new biggest DJ in Australia, I've heard. Morning. Huge radio DJ. Breakfast in Aust- radio DJ. Yeah, he's now a pod listener. He's sending us in questions. We're going to talk to Ikram. We're going to try to figure out how to get our Ents into the pod so people can Ents us questions and we can play them on the podcast. Last thing I want to do yeah. before we get to Lost in America is I want to do a shout out, quick shout out. Yeah. I was just in Carlsbad, New Mexico. One of our biggest markets, I've heard. We're huge there, hanging out with my cousin I'm Lawrence. The Jerry Lewis of Carlsbad, I've heard. I, the Jerry, <laughs> I was hanging out with my cousin Lawrence Sparks. She, Sparks, she took me to Milton's Brewing, <laughs> which is a great bar, great uh, brewery down there. They sponsor? Lucas Middleton, the barkeep. Big listener. All right. Hey, Luke. Big fan. Shout out to Lucas. He said he learned all about uh, the Chinese Hongbao, the red envelope from our podcast. Wow, maybe he can make us a Lost in America shot. That would be amazing. A special drink or something. We'll get a shot up at Milton's Brewery. Anybody who goes to Carlsbad, New Mexico, stop in there, have our shot. Yeah, we'll have to design it. All right, should we get to Andrea Jones-Roy? Yeah, let's bring her in. Come on in. Welcome back to the pod, Andrea Jones Roy. How you doing? I'm good. How are you? Returning guests. Yeah. Hooray! We've I'm had very a couple excited. returning guests now. Have you had anyone come three times? I'm gonna no. be competitive. Steve about Martin, this. I think, came. No. Steve Martin. Oh, he did, yeah. Yes. But we he's have... been in the background on most of them. Yeah. Because now you're working, as we were saying earlier, at 538.com. That's right. I am a quantitative researcher, which is something that no one really knows what that is yet. Uh, it's sort of a job we made up. For me, which really is cool. Yeah, I did. Uh, I was an academic in political science. Yes. And so, like for NYU at NYU, yeah. And I did my degree at Michigan, which is a super quantitative, like social science kind of place. And so it's all like survey research and experiments, and in my work, in particular content analysis, statistics, and game theory. Game theory. Game theory. I don't Video games. Like to say game theory. What does know. game theory mean? What... Game theory is awesome. Uh, Five Thirty Eight has a piece coming out tomorrow. Ooh. Sneak alert. Even today. Though, well, yeah. today. It's going to come out tomorrow. All right, today that I did not write, but it is about game theory. But basically, 
it's applying logic of strategy to real life situations. So when you play chess with each other, we try to do things like anticipate the other people who are good at chess do this. I do not do this. You anticipate the other person's move. You calculate your strategy based on what you think they're going to do. And then they're doing what they're going to do based on what they think you're going to do. And so they're, Economists and political scientists and some other people are like, hey, that's how everyone lives life. To me, like everyone's playing chess Here, <laughs> and I'm do... playing checkers, possibly shoots and ladders. <laughs> I'm very low yeah. on the strategy and shoots and ladders. I don't remember shoots and ladders well enough, but this is a good example, actually, where shoots and ladders, you, what do you do? You roll a dice and you move and that's it? You spin. You spin actually... a thing. This is tr- totally relevant. You don't. What you don't do in shoots and ladders, if I remember correctly, is you don't care what the other players are doing. It's just a race of numbers by yourself. Yeah, you have no right? control of the other players. You get a five, and you either get a ladder or a shoot, and you go back, right? Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah. So That's... game theory is only about situations in life where your payoff, like how good a choice you make, how good your choices that you make depends on what other people are doing. Got it. So politics. Yeah. Whereas Versus so, something yeah. like decision theory, which is like I go to the store, and I'm trying to choose between boxes of cereal. What other people choose doesn't affect what I should pick, presumably. Because okay. oh, I was just going to say, so you're saying, because sometimes when I'm like going to make a big decision, a brash, like I'm going to invest in this thing, or I'm going to do this, All right. big, like, yeah. I'll just be like, game theory. Is that using it right? If I'm just like, I'm doing game theory. I mean, no, maybe. I don't think just by telling people you're doing game theory <laughs> yeah. smart means you're doing, I don't think that's how you use it right. Uh, but it is right. to but an I just learned what it is. That's why I don't own an apartment. Yeah. I don't know how to use it. But it's, so even that depends on like what you're, so, so here are two examples. So if you're trying to decide what to invest in or like you're trying to buy a house, right. you're making guesses about the future value of those investments, right? Or the future value of those houses. So in a oh, way, it's strategic. So it's game theoretic in the sense that the value of your, if you buy an apartment depends on what other people in that neighborhood do. Yeah, like I'm, if next year, am I going to be making more, more money than that a-hole down the street? Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Amazon money is coming in. Cha-ching. Cha-ching, yeah. Billion-dollar ideas. He doesn't have that either. Yeah, so, so that decision depends on what other people do. Okay. And you're taking that into account. So that's what game theory means. Why okay. are we talking? Oh, because I mentioned it. That's right. I was <laughs> like, I've really derailed your podcast already. No, this also gets us to the article you wrote recently Very that good. we want to talk about. All right. Which is uh, Trump's ban. The, the title is Trump's ban on travel to Cuba might actually help Cuba's economy. Is this game theory? Hmm. No. This is shoots and ladders. Theory. Oh, really? Not really. <laughs> this is shoots and ladders. This is shoots and ladders. Mm, I wouldn't say it's primarily game theory. I would say that. Well, if why we, the f did we just talk about? I know, no, but I, I, I bet I you like, Trump, totally when he made this decision, goes game theory. Like he I just did. says it, like <laughs> you. No, that's because yes. he's probably playing Monopoly. He understands well, it the way I understand it. So what this is, the reason um, we're having you on because you're a friend hey. and you're great, but also you wrote this uh, recent article for 538.com yes. about the embargo on Cuba. Yes, I went to college in South Florida. I was in the middle of all this. I've yeah. been to Cuba. I think Elian Gonzalez was staying at your place at one point. I lived you know? on Calle Ocho. He is Elian Gonzalez. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I might be. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Wait, so, when did you go to Cuba? I went in 2002. Oh, wow. And okay. you ate a horse, as we discussed in the pod a few yes. times. I nice. hung out at uh, Castro's summer house. You know. Really? Yeah, yeah, everybody got sick. Savannah. We all puked because he fed us horse. <laughs> That's game Fidel theory. Castro I'm, fed you horse? Yeah, that was his game theory. I'm going to give these Yankees a bunch of horse meat. Oh, he <laughs> yeah. game theoried me. <laughs> he game theoried you. Yeah. So, <laughs> so what happened? Uh, yeah. Going back, that, um, oh, okay, so Clinton, I was there in 2002 because Clinton had. Bill Clinton. Bill Clinton, not Hillary. Yeah. Some of our millennial listeners don't know who Bill Clinton is. <laughs> Go on. Some hanger on yeah. to Hillary. Bill Clinton had. Sort of, not totally lifted the embargo, but kind of. Right. And he had made it like so college students could go. So we went, and then George Bush pulled it back, and then uh, Obama completely lifted the embargo, which is this idea that Americans can go to Cuba or not go to Cuba to try to stronghold the Cuban government. Right. So one of the things that was weird and useless about the Trump statement was that he actually wasn't, he was like, I'm canceling Obama's initiatives. So that's and what he Trump actually did. didn't do very much. The only thing he really changed was these travel rules. So Americans can no longer travel to Cuba independently. They can go as part of like official groups just like before. But he didn't change like the sanctions and the trade and that sort of stuff. So my article is just about the travel. And that's, I think, the only piece that's really changed. So he didn't touch the cigars. Where are we in the cigar stores? I think we never could get cigars. And the short stops. <laughs> short yeah, yeah, yeah. Short stops can still come over. <laughs> yeah, right? and then like the soccer players can come and then like defect and stay here as exactly. they always did. Wait, so then in your article, you're talking about how, okay, when Trump first got rid of this, uh, or, or brought the embargo back, sort of, right? So yes, to speak. Totally. Yes. When he first brought it back, 
there were people in South Florida who were definitely happy about this because Cubans in America do not want anyone to go to Cuba. They want to cut off Cuba. They hate Cuba more than anybody. American Cubans. Cuban Americans. Yeah, Cuban Americans. They hate me too. That's enough. Right. So they hate the Cuban government. They don't want anyone to go. But then, like, most liberal Americans were upset Mm because they think it should be open so they can go hang out on the beach and (laughs) drink pina coladas. They want a Cabo Wabo. Yeah. They want the whole thing. Also, I was in Cuba uh, earlier this year and I could not get a pina colada. What? Yeah. Oh no, mojito. And how long were you there for? I was there for five days with my boyfriend, who also got violently sick. Hey, maybe he had the horse. Maybe he had had the horse. Might have. They're still running that game theory on them. Yeah, yeah. So much game theory is still happening. (laughs) (laughs) Game theory is alive in Cuba. Fidel taught to Raul. So what did you do while you were in Cuba? We went to. We were in Havana for a couple days, and then we went down to Cienfuegos in the south. Sounds hot. It was hot. And we took a bus that went about 15 miles an hour. So of our few, we had like four full days. One of them was spent on a bus just crawling down. Were you with like Cubans on this bus? Yeah, yeah, it was all Cubans. Yeah. We almost like ran out of money a thousand times because you can't, it's really hard to get money and it's all cash based and like all that. They still have traveler's checks there to really backwards. Probably. Yeah. (laughs) Were you for work? No, uh, this was just, we just were those same like jerk Americans that I was kind of hating on in my article who are like, this was before Trump made his announcement or anything, but we were just like, we want to go, and flights are cheap, so we just went. But even before Trump did it, didn't you have to, like, have some sort of BS, like... Yeah, yeah. Like, the people were going for the Ben Folds 5 concert or something. Yeah. And so, um, what did you find while you were down there? I found... I mean, you haven't been yet. You were there in 2002? I've been to Miami... (laughs) (laughs) I went to a great Cuban place in Miami. It, It was shockingly... Like poor, like more poor than I thought it would be. This sounds like a naive thing to say, but it really was a lot more impoverished than I thought it would be. There's no snacks, and like, <laughs> and that's a sad thing Dear to God. like list second. <laughs> what are you supposed to do? That's a second. Chuck number mix. one thing is everyone's poor. Number two, there's no snacks. <laughs> Not a cheese girl. No. So this is more. <laughs> number three, people were starving. People said people were like, I can. No, so Before I'm, everyone had AIDS. I'm vegan, and I only re- I reference <laughs> oh that gosh. everyone hates me. I'm horrible, but I only say that because normally I go to a foreign country, and everyone's like, "You're never gonna be able to eat anything," and I just like, "It's fine. I just eat potato chips and almonds. Like, I'll be fine." Okay. And there literally was not that. That's Don't the only reason I was. There like, was only horse. There's only horse, and these like sandwiches, and there's like these government-run restaurants. But, but I mean, do they have like a story going and and like buy it? Potato chips and no. almonds? No. Okay. No. Well, okay, so government-run restaurants. Because, like, that's the thing. People always say to me, and probably you, because you used to live in China as well, they're like, oh, well, when you start telling China stories, yeah. people will be like, well, how does China have all that? I thought they were communist. No, Cuba's actually communist. The real, like, yeah. communist. I was like, this is what it is. Like, all the stores are the same. They sell the same, like, ham sandwiches. Yeah, as foreigners, you have your own currency, and then you can't, like, interact with the local currency, and the prices are, you know... Understandably, ten thousand times as high. Did you use U.S. dollars or was no, it you a, can't a whole really, new currency? A whole new currency. So we had a friend who'd gone the week before, so we had some of their currency to start with, and then we had some euros from a different friend. We're in light money laundering in my house, but nice. we had some euro. Like you can't use dollars. Basically, you can use like, euros. You can use euros. Interesting. Yeah. The I, final thing, I I was like, we're out of cash. We need to get a hotel room. My boyfriend's sick. I used my Chinese debit card. To get like the last amount of money that allowed us to stay in a hotel and it that works? saved our lives. Yeah, we would have been homeless. Do you have last a Chinese night. bank account? Yeah, I can't get no. my money out of China. Comrades, look out for I comrades. Know. Oh. I brought it. I was like, I know this is gonna work. I bet Bernie Sanders can spin whatever he wants down yeah, there. Yeah, the guy looks like a king. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But th- but the other thing that I noticed that motivated this art- article was like there are a few very fancy hotels like El Nacional is like a famous hotel where all this like historical stuff happened yeah. that were extremely expensive, like $600 and not us dollars a night. And you know, where drinks are $20 and all this stuff. And it just seems like there's that. And then the rest of Cuba. And, and I, I was just that, imagining, I was like this tourism, I don't feel like I'm helping Cuba. Like the whole time I was there, I was like, I'm a part of a thing. It's kind of like how Shanghai, Beijing used to be where there's just beggars like, Right, following you and like hoarding around you and you're just like this doesn't seem like it's good for the country yeah I, I, we stayed in a homestay and this woman was like oh no one wants to be a, a doctor anymore because doctors aren't paid anything they're all becoming taxi drivers and they're all doing the yeah these airbnbs and all these things like it they have airbnb in cuba yeah that was the thing that everyone was all freaked out about don't they not have airbnb like in san francisco or something oh like no they yeah. have it in new york i mean the so commies in america yeah yeah the commies in cuba still allow it yeah 
So is the Il Nationale? I'm just picturing is that like the scene in like The Godfather too, where like Michael tells like that like one place. Yeah, like that the place yeah. There? There's that in a hotel next door that we stayed in called the Capri. Okay. Because there was literally nothing else. Like because my up. like my grandparents who didn't go anywhere, like they never left New Jersey, they go to Florida. But like before Castro, they used to go to Cuba. Yeah. That was well, like their Vegas. Their oh, my, yeah. It, yeah. That was like where like the old timers used to go. And but was it, was it Batista? Was Batista? That his name? Yeah, he was the guy. Well, and that's yeah. the other thing is you're walking around and you're like, and I know that this is like when you walk around. Williamsburg and you're like everyone is lame and then you're like I look like everyone like I would walk around and just be like it's all Americans just gawking at people and I was like I know I'm one of them but it just didn't seem like a, oh. a friendly tourism it was just very gross it was just turning it into like another right, Caribbean everyone, well, everyone wanted to get there before it was ruined quote exactly like, who's you, ruining like that's why I hate those kind of people <laughs> I like, know no, I am those people. Like, I went to Myanmar before I moved back to the U.S. from China for the same reason, because I was like, better see it now before all the well, foreigners come and mess it up, which they right. are, and they were doing when I was there. At Cuba, it seemed like it was on the exact same trajectory. Cuba's because, like, I will say, in 2002, no one was messing it up. Yeah. There was, like, fat Australians and Canadians getting hookers, yeah. and then our college group, and that was about it. Because that's what I was going to ask you. Like, it's always been open to Europeans and Canadians. Yes. And so, like, do they... I mean, they, like, the English love to come to Orlando and, like, run ruptures. Yeah. So, like, why... Is it just comedy? Like... They've never made, like, is Cuba not have nice? So, not nothing. really. They can't not have, like, really. a It's like they're wild. It used to be. I don't know if it still is. They're, like, wildly cheap beach. Yeah. It's like going to Thailand or something. It was for them. But Thailand's time. nice. Well, yeah. So that gets, yeah. wait, so a good question. Uh, maybe that's what you're about to talk about. Go for it. But the, back to that idea of you saying, like, being a good tourist during, versus a bad tourist. What yeah. do you mean? So that's where I, yeah, I'm totally conflicted because it's like, who am I to say, oh, it's bad for Myanmar and it's bad for Cuba that we show up and ruin it because I want to go look at old timey stuff in these places totally, and not have like another McDonald's and another Starbucks though I would have liked Starbucks at the time. Yeah. Like they have some good views. And, and so who am I to say they're like, oh, I want this precious cool thing to be preserved and have people not have advances, like technological advances that come from tourism and all that sort of thing. Yes. But what was bugging me about it and I didn't really know what to do with it until Trump made the announcement. And then I was thinking about it, and it was more a reaction to the media here saying, oh, my God, we've been the great saviors of Cuba, going down with our Airbnb and th flooding money into the country and all this kind of stuff that I was just like, I don't know that we were doing all that much that was good to begin with. So that's what got me to start researching this whole thing behind this article, which says that, yeah, like under some conditions, tourism can be really good for an economy, just like an export or just like any other industry. It can attract people. It attracts money. It grows. Other, other industries grow as a result of it. It can improve infrastructure, all these things. Or it can be like a resource curse where like a country that has a lot of oil, lots and lots of money come in because they sell all the oil and all the money just goes straight to the government. Okay. Here's what I think. Got it. Doing Go. no research. Um, yes. You know how... <laughs> People always say that, have you heard this, that fame doesn't change you, it makes you what you already were. Ooh, yes. Like a bigger... Amazing. So Perfect. if you're already, if you're an asshole and then you get famous, you're going to be a bigger asshole. Yeah. If you're like a nice guy, you're just going to like start donating more to charity and yeah. stuff like that, right? Yeah, this yes. podcast is making me into a real asshole. So I'm, yeah, I'm, blowing up and yeah. I'm becoming a prick. Yeah. Yeah. Real, real Shut nervous. up, people <laughs> on the street. And I just yelled at a homeless guy. Yeah. I'm just children, doing, I'm doing Lost in America bits to people everywhere. They're getting really, <laughs> just, just really We're actually thrilled. recording this in Cuba while drinking yeah. gold. I was in a restaurant downstairs going, do you know who I am? <laughs> so um, that's, with these countries, like this money, yeah. this tourism money, or this, as you say in the article, like this uh, oil money or whatever that comes in, yeah. the money itself is not good or bad. Right. It's just money. It's what you decide to do with it. Right. And that's where the resource curse for a long time was something that economists and people in development were all worked up about. They're like, well, if you're a country and you're poor, or maybe not even poor, but you just discover a bunch of oil, you're ruined because it's going to make you do bad things. But that's not true because you look at a place like Norway that was already doing fine, then they got super wealthy, and now they donate money all over the Exactly as you said. You're okay. Exactly right. You, right. Do you want to be a quantitative researcher? Because that's literally all it takes. I just want to relate stuff to uh, cliches I've heard about Hollywood. Perfect, yeah. And then, yeah, hire me. Yeah, well, yeah. It's an interesting thing because, like, you raise up Norway. Like, Cuba, I feel like opening up the travel thing isn't really going to solve anything. Score what you're saying. Yeah. Like, it's like, it's like you need to have, like, Cuba has to change. Yeah. Otherwise, then the travel thing can, like, improve. Well, in the. Because, like, you know, yeah. like, Thailand or Mia. Like, there's, like, little areas that, like, we ruin. But it does, I think, improve the lives of people in those areas. I think you know? it totally does. Like, well, I think there's like I think it can. I just I don't know that it. I mean, they're corrupt countries too, but they're not corrupt in the same or like corrupt's not even the right word. But like Cuba is so closed off, so communist uh, ideal. Yes, it's like just just the idea of us traveling there is not going to change anything. Well, I, I yeah, I would say that okay, if you have if you have a choice between no job 
or a job yeah. at like the expat bar in town as a bartender. Wouldn't that be better? Yeah, exactly. I mean, well, I would like choose that. the expat bar tend over a lot of jobs. That's like an awesome <laughs> job. I know, yeah, it's the way to do it. Like, I know a lot of people in Shanghai who live that way their <laughs> whole life. Yeah, I'm trying yeah. to compare it to like when I first moved to Suzhou, there wasn't so many um, expats there. But then people started moving there, and it got onto this like tourist thing because they started calling it the end of the Silk Road. The beginning, the end, it's something. It's somewhere on all the Silk ends Road. Are beginning. So all these tourists started coming, and then all these new jobs emerged. Yeah. And ultimately, it was good. Yeah. No, and it, tourism can be really good for countries. And tourism is a huge part of the American economy, for example. And it's a huge part of the Chinese economy. And the difference is whether the tourism is integrated into the rest of the economy and the country and whether they have other industries going on as well is like the big difference. So if you think yeah. about the Caribbean as a perfect example, like the other countries, I find the Caribbean totally gross. But if you read the literature on it's something called tourism-led growth hypothesis, says that, We've look, more... That. Yeah, everyone ever read, read it. All of read Yeah, there's like a prerequisite for this podcast. Wait, what yeah. do you find gross about it? It's gross because it's basically, and I've been to a few, which makes me a total expert on this, Local people living in the middle, and then high-rise hotels all the way on the ring, blocking the beaches. Yeah, but what about my um, when I go and I get my hair braided to look like Ooh, the locals? Then you're fine. That, <laughs> yeah. We call that a linkage economy. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for your contribution. Yeah. It's like but when I go, but, I go to Saint-Marc and I don't stay in the Dutch side. That's gross. I agree. On the French side, though. Yeah, yeah, sure. Fine, right? Yeah. Okay, totally so it's gross. Totally <laughs> so it's gross in the sense that if you so if you look at the the Shout literature out, is like limited <laughs> on it, right? Because if you look at the numbers, it's like, okay, same with oil. It's like, okay, every year Dominican Republic is making more money because of more and more tourists coming in. Like there's no denying that there's a positive relationship, but what people are missing is like the broader context of what else could be going on in that economy. And if you focus on just tourism at the expense of everything else, then you have a country that doesn't have incentives to get you're just not going to get out of this like income trap, like this tourism trap, basically. And so you have to rely on tourism because you don't have anything else. But as the Dominican Republic, as an example, like I mean, I feel like tourism helps them. No, like like well, Haiti doesn't have really tourism, or like yeah. Well, you know, so it, like this a, is where it's tricky because it it does, but it's like what else could they be doing instead? Right? They're they got not all investing baseball players in there. Game so. theory. Game theory. <laughs> what doing replacement? Anything. Right? What would you replace it with if they weren't doing? Uh, if they weren't selling? Um, I mean, in some cases, cigars would probably be better than Cuba's if they're focused. In on some that. cases, it's tricky because there's literally nothing else that you can do on some of these islands. But Cuba, at least, you know, there's like agriculture or something. Sure. Sugar cane. I mean, my argument. I want to be clear. Uh, this ar article was really hard to write. Uh, one because I actually don't know a lot about most of these things. I just wanted to see what the research had to say about it. And two. I'm not arguing that there shouldn't be tourism to Cuba. I'm just arguing that there are thoughtful ways to do it and not thoughtful ways to do it. And this embargo is a weird opportunity, like unlike any in history, where you're like, we know we have this great resource. We know it's an increasing demand. Americans were coming more and more and more. You're right, way more Canadians and Europeans were coming than Americans. So American impact was even way smaller than the Western media or... No one ever thinks of that. They just no. think it's like Americans are not. No, we were like 5%. It was, it was growing yeah. fast, but it was like barely any. But Cuba knows that in the... It's like... We spend the most. Though. It's like discovering you have oil and then everyone being like, you can't... Or like you have a trust fund, but it's like you can't touch it for 10 years. Yeah. So do something else. Like it's like the same thing with the rich person. It's like if you, when you're 18, are handed $10 million or when you're 30, are handed $10 million, maybe you figured out some other stuff before you were 30. I didn't say like, Isn't that would. so condescending to tell another country <laughs> to wait to get their own money? Oh, I'm money? saying it's shitty, but it's a weird thing. Yeah, but they don't lining. want the money. That's the thing with Cuba. Like, they're. They don't the, want it? I mean, they've chosen to. I, I don't know. Like, are they. Oh, well, it's. I mean, in, okay, here's my I mean, opinion. Not the people yeah. want the money, but it's I mean, the Castro's government... dream. The embargo is the best thing for yeah, the Castro family, him. whoever's still oh, yeah, alive. Yeah. Because they get to blame everything on America. Yeah. And then, as long as they but have the America's interesting thing enemy, is, if yeah. we do have, like, normal relations with Cuba, like, right now, like, the second they lift it is really cool. Like, it was, like, kind of a liberal, whatever you want to call it, thing. Like, let's go to Cuba. Like, I want to go there before it's ruined. Yeah. But what happens 10 years from now, 15 years? Like, then it loses its whole. Like, I was kind of joking about this, but, like, the cigars, like, I mean, are they the best to cigars? Yeah, I guess they are, but, like, are they really? Like, they're illegal. See, it's cool. Yeah. I agree. <laughs> yeah. We only like stuff in Cuba because we can't have it. Totally. Yeah. The totally. minute it's, like, so they all do flooded, we're not, there will be yeah. no more shortstops yeah. and, and cigars. I mean, you, yeah. you know, Jose Contreras totally. is a nice pitcher, but he wasn't. Well, and I mean, that's the not... problem with focusing just on tourism, and one day that will happen to the Dominican Republic and all these other countries, where it's just, like, it either loses its appeal, or there's, like, a natural disaster, or a political thing, yeah. or, a, I mean, disease, it, 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 Zika ruined uh, tourism numbers in a lot of countries, right? Like, you're, you become more 
uh, susceptible to these sorts of things or losing interest in it We're because it ends interest. up just being there, another. There's probably more baseball players that come out of like Missouri than come <laughs> yeah. out of Cuba. Yeah. But we like I we yeah. lionize Cuba because it's like so rare that they could possibly get yeah. here and yeah. everything. Yeah. The minute yeah. they can just fly over, it's like yeah. all right, buddy, you're old. Yesterday's news. But yeah. every Serbian's a great ball player. We and then we'll find the next the Myanmar or the North Korean ball players. Yeah, right? it's gonna be a North Korean ball players for sure. Can I ask though, on that note with tourism, does it matter like what kind of tourists are coming? I like, think so. Because like I'm one kind of douchebag tourist. Yeah. I'm like the married like the honeymoon like you go on these like trips once a year, nice hotels. You stay at the sandals. I, stay, I don't yeah. stay at the sandals though because I'm like the like smut like I try to stay at like local smaller places, but oh. nice places though. Yeah. Spend a lot of money. The stuff food that's been recently reviewed in the New York Times. Stuff that's as yeah. like off the beaten path. <laughs> exactly. uh, the, yeah. Tulum. Tulum. <laughs> this I'm, off the beaten path I'm that thousands of people Tulum, are reading about. Uh, Mexico. Tulum, Mexico, Mexico yeah. tourists. And then there's like the backpackers, and then there's like the like what's the like the backpackers are the worst. They're the worst. Oh, they're the worst. Oh, can I tell you why? Because I think what you touched on earlier, when they think like when I was living in Suzhou, backpackers would come. They'd be in town for like two weeks. You'd be living there for three or four years. They would immediately think that they're superior to you because yeah. they like study. They looked at a lonely planet. And then they would all they would do is complain that there's like too many nice things. Yeah. <laughs> like they liked it better exactly. when everyone was poor right. yeah. and no one had a job. Yeah. And they literally think every everyone should be poor to accommodate their authentic experience. Yeah. Right. It's That's like, I'm book. sorry that these people got a job at a factory, like a Bosch plant, and now live in an apartment. They don't live in a hut. Well, <laughs> it's the exact same, but not nearly as extreme argument when you walk around New York and you're like, oh, this neighborhood is so gentrified. And you're like, yeah, yeah because everyone that. is, it's the exact same thing, in a, but a lot more poverty. Yes. So, but whose money is going to fix the country best? Like our money? My money? Am I, who's who's going to do the I least mean, damage? A, there's different ways to manage it, right? I mean, you can have a like robust economy that has a lot of tourism dollars flowing into it but it would be nice if there's other industries uh, or there's different countries that have different models where you say I'm going to take some percentage of all the tourism dollars and put it into education or infrastructure or microfinancing microfinancing right. I've heard well, it I've called. Like people like me and you know we buy like we're really good at being swindled yeah. <laughs> so we we support like the local. Is that is that yeah. your study? Did you do, run the numbers on the numbers of on, like when I get tricked into buying a five hundred dollars suit? Well, that's the by thing. a scam I mean, or like some guy makes me buy a watch. Or, like, well, that's <laughs> like the the peasants on the Great Wall, which is something I'm sure all your listeners can relate oh, yeah. to. Like you go up there and like I went like once ten years ago and then once like last year and it's the exact same ancient people and you give them the equivalent of like thirty dollars for a bumper sticker. How do they say the same age for like that's thirty amazing, years? Yeah. They're always ninety. It's, it's the that, they're so they're like the Matthew McConaughey. Yeah. China. Yeah, you get, you really can get older. Everyone keeps getting older. They stay the and they walk like 10 miles each way and all this. Well, that's what I'm thinking about. Like all the greatness I've done for the world. Like I forced my wife to go all around China to buy me Growing Pains DVD collection. <laughs> yeah. She pointed in the comments. She's doing cab rides all over the place. She's, you know, so it's not all bad is all I'm trying to say. I'm not saying it's all bad like by any stretch. I, I think I was, I was more reacting to, not reacting, but more it was a commentary on Americans saying, oh my God, we were bringing the next great thing by showing up and truly everyone was freaking out about Airbnb by opening it, it up private enterprise was starting in Cuba well, that's the through this Airbnb can I, and that's the ultimate thing if you want to be like before it was ruined like you're not only going oh. to Cuba you're staying in like somebody's hut or well, like F somebody, everyone I went in 2002 yeah, yeah you're, you're way cooler than everybody else yeah. Yeah, and also they've been doing the private homestays since forever so it was ruined when I got there. Yeah, yeah. Turner ruined it. That's the cool it. guy. Yeah, up yeah, yeah. yeah. Can okay. I ask one last question about Cuba? You All go right. first. I got to ask you because we haven't even touched on this, but going back to our last podcast, what's the circus life there? <laughs> <laughs> That's an awesome question. Circus performer. Mm. Did you check out? Because for those who didn't listen, you're... Or stand up. Yeah. <laughs> stand up, I don't even... <laughs> Almost think. nothing the is funny in Cuba. Scene <laughs> is not. Everyone just gets shot immediately. Yeah. <laughs> like after the premise, but before the punchline. Yeah, yeah the, there's yeah. like a minder follows you around as you tell the joke. And yeah, and the premise is just like, I still can't <laughs> buy food. <laughs> and then they shoot you. Circus, uh, yep. I, didn't, I didn't see any circus. There mm. is a show going on that I didn't see. So there's that. And then there's like live music that you would expect. I would imagine it's the like scene. they do like death-defying... Or maybe even death realizing tricks, right? Because like if everyone dies, who cares? It's I just mean, good. that's good for the revolution. But is there anything where like Cuban circus? Because maybe they I sneak them over. Cuban the way dance. the baseball players are better. I think maybe there's Cuban dancing. I did go to a baseball game when I was there. 
You it was did. pretty fun. Mm. They sell um, beers in a uh, in a brown paper bag, like a lunch bag for kids. And, but then they line it Wait, they... with um, with uh, wax. Cool, like candle wax, and that's how the beer stays in. Uh huh. I don't know why. And yeah, that, that sounds seems like a really complicated way of serving beer. Yeah, they could have yeah. just got cups, but I guess cups are just paper with wax lining, right? What is a cup if not a paper? It's with a wax capitalist. And yeah. see, yeah. this is why <laughs> yeah. you come to Lost America for the real answers. That's Dixie, right. baby. What is a cup? <laughs> So what are you working on now? What's next uh, over at 538? Dancom. Yeah. That com. Uh, so I, unclear what my like broader role is because it's a made up thing, but I'm working on typically like foreign policy related stuff, like international relations things. And then in general, anything that involves like some big long-term data set collection. Well, then you might have to be a regular on the pod. Yeah. If you and want you can, uh, people to get angry and talk about, is we're Nate Silver's all going to die. Uh, yes. Yeah. Have him come on too, you know? I could ask like, him if I'd do it. I don't yeah. know. There you go. Yeah. We'll and do tell it. him to do some circus stat stories. No. <laughs> we wanna, we want yeah, why stats. not? Let's dig deep into the, yeah, uh, yeah. the game theory of circus. <laughs> I will, I'll will write that, and then we'll talk about it. All right. Yeah. So, so pitch, pitch it. Pitch it. Yeah, yeah, we'll yeah. work on the pitch a little bit. So, Oh, before we get to the news, anything to promote? Anything to promote? Where do people find your articles? Uh, on 538writtenout.com. Written out. Written out. Oh, I Five, see. Yeah, spelling it out. I, I, so you got to know how to spell to yeah, get Yeah, I think it's uncool to just type 538. Like, I started that on, like, the internal chats, and it didn't seem to fly. They so. weren't fans. Work, doesn't it? Yeah. If you type in 538.com. No, it does. It goes Is nowhere. It, oh, I only know that because oh, my mother tried to that. link to it, and it just didn't go to anything. We should buy that link. <laughs> we should yeah. buy the billion-dollar <laughs> idea. Yeah, you should. I hope you're listening, Nate Silver. We'll yeah. sell it back to you for a billion dollars. Oh, my God. So. I'm going to go in tomorrow and be like, you're fired. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you ruined our whole business. But, yeah, you can find, find stuff on 538.com. And my website, jonesroy.com, has, like, stand-up and circus show updates. Fantastic. Yeah. I'm and touring in China doing some stand-up. Oh, when are you going? A lot, November, we have a lot of listeners. In November. What are the dates? Do you know? November 3rd. In Shanghai. In Shanghai. Kung Fu Comedy Club. Yeah. Andy Curtin. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. I'll, I'll be there. No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll do a live pod. always yeah. be everywhere. <laughs> nice. All right, You'll Andy, be at the Sandals Resort yes. in Shanghai. Is yeah. there sandals there? Uh, we'll build one. We'll, yeah. we'll, we'll get a sandals. No, I'm a smug traveler. I don't like sandals. Like downless people. I like to experience local culture, but not too authentic. But, you know. Tianzifeng, I think, exactly. is what you want. Yeah. That's the neighborhood. It's very D of him. All right. And <laughs> I will be, uh, let's see, September 20th, we're doing our Kung Fu Comedy Show at New York Comedy Club. Tickets are on sale now. All right. Get them. Go you, get them, people. Get them. All get right. Em. Let's get to the news. All right. Of the week, this comes to us from the Daily Mail, Kaplan. Oh, one of the most reputable news sources in yeah. all the world. Your favorite, Circus. We're starting out Theme it. Circus, although this is spelled very differently. This yeah. is an app, S-U-R-K-U-S. S-U-R-K-U-S. Circus, an Circus. emerging mobile app, allows newly opened restaurants and businesses to create their ideal crowd and pay people to act as extras. Do so you know what this means? No. Okay, so this means this app, if you have a new restaurant, right, and you're like, the whole thing about restaurants is you got to get people in, but people st- don't go in until they see that other people are in. Okay. How do you get people in to start out? Boom, you do circus. This is not a sponsor, although we'll accept it if they want to. Yeah. You do circus, you get like actors to come in, they sit in your restaurant, and then people walk by and they go, ooh, it must be good. It's full. What do you think no about shame. that, Cap? People have no shame these days. You got to earn it. Right? Everyone earns it. The other thing is people used to, like, restaurants used to have a, you, the whole point was you knew how to get people to come, even if it was bullshit. Well, like you, you almost, had friends, the guy who runs the restaurant. Exactly. Or you have, like, promoters and stuff. Right? You yeah, start promoters. with your friends, a lot of people. I had a friend who started a bar in Suzhou. In the first, like, six months, you just incessantly, like, everyone, come, come, I'll give you free drinks. And then yeah. they want to come so, because you want to get, yeah, you want to eat for free and taste, tell them what you think. But, and, yeah, so this is my reaction is China's been doing this for years and years and years. Like, when I was at Cirque in Shanghai, we had fillers, and we just, you, I don't know if we paid them, we might have, but you definitely, like, you're like, come, we'll give you all the bottle service you want. Really? You stand at this table and you look fashionable. It was. I was naive. It took me a while to realize how many of our guests were fillers. Just seat fillers. Well, yeah, yeah. 
Literally wow. fillers. Yeah. People always told me at Mr. Softy in China, Chinese people would tell me yeah, to do this. I was going to say, did you do yeah. this at Softy? We never did, we but did everyone would say to because they're like, oh, if anyone sees a line of people buying ice cream, everyone yeah. will want to buy ice cream. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's universal. Like, people here, you know, we've talked before, but they just like see a line and they want to, like, they're yeah. idiots. All so the big clubs in Shanghai are doing that. Really? Yeah. Here's as close as we got is we did train people that uh, who worked for us. If there's no line and then like a couple people come up to buy ice cream, make it very slow. Nice. So that it like they have to stay there and then more people come. If it, if there's already a big line, you can just block. Well, through. I'm impressed by places in your like artichoke pizza and like a couple others where there's like there is an inside to the restaurant, but the way they've set it up, if you're waiting in line, you have to wait basically outside. Right. So you're walking by and it just looks like a busy place. That's a smart move. We should yeah. talk to Ikram about He's instead of blowing money, football students come, you know he's gonna be blowing money on jerseys for me. Yes. He should take that money instead. I'm a uh, and just Buy some ends, people. Just have them get people to line up outside the yeah, in yeah, studios. Yeah, yeah. No, just to, you just pay people. You hand them a phone, and then you have people standing around, like in like well, on their phone, and people walk by, and like, what are they doing that phone? <laughs> I don't think people ask, what are they doing? No, and you're look, holding this, it up with like got, ends on the app and big money. People and people are like good looking. <laughs> These people always, look great. What app are they using? I think good-looking <laughs> people would cause. <laughs> you know, you always. What app are they using? Yeah, not that I look at. Excuse me. You look people. fantastic. You're a little hot number over there. Yeah. What, what well, apps do you have? Well, I assume it goes without saying that they're not putting <laughs> ugly people in this restaurants, right? <laughs> Is it, are we? A, I mean, they're not. There's no ugliest people in the circus app, are there? Well, that's true because I went into McDonald's last night. Shout out. Yeah. To uh, get a milkshake. No, shouting out McDonald's. <laughs> <laughs> They could use our help. Yeah, and uh, I went to get. He's a, a filler for. That's where he went for a milkshake. <laughs> no, because Shake Shack. There was a line of like thirty people. Uh, See, the line can go. The line backfired. Yeah, so it backfired. those are all extras. My God, so I go down yeah, the Shake street. Shake Shack's been paying forever. I go down the street to McDonald's, and as I'm walking into McDonald's, this like 500 pound guy is walking out yeah. of McDonald's, and it did make me second guess yeah. my decision to go to McDonald's. Yeah, they yeah. should have that guy leave through a special exit. If it was some <laughs> hot guy, I'd be like, yeah, give me yeah. two milkshakes. You should go to Arby's. Get the Jamocha shake. Oh, yeah? No, thank me. It's our signature blend, 23 flavors. Signature blend? What is Jamocha? It's just coffee and chocolate, but I used to say that when I worked at Arby's. It's our signature blend of is 23 it mocha, spices just and ingredients. <laughs> Kaplan is wildly loyal. <laughs> wildly loyal to Arby's. 20 years later. Did you... I ate there the other day with my kids, and uh, Teddy, I told him I used to eat at Arby's. I was in Pennsylvania. I used, to eat, I used to work here, I said. And he's like, oh, you should work here again. This is a cool place to work. <laughs> nice. He's like, so, you know, See? for kids. Kids, no. This yeah. is, if any of these fillers, these restaurant fillers, this would be a great job for comedians. Yeah. Yeah. Because you're going well, you to get good, you're gonna get dialogue that. going with people. You well, make people and laugh. you got nothing to do all day. Yeah. yeah. You're sitting around. Everybody's like food. teaching English on the internet or yeah. something. Screw that. Everybody. They, and then one person. <laughs> <laughs> We generalize here yeah. on the pod. But did you see the part of the article where they're like, your app will keep track of your location, so if these fillers leave, then yes. they don't get paid? I mean, then you just hide your phone in the cushions. You get paid or you sit long. there and write. Sure. Yeah. I like that we've had a guest who actually read the news article. Very exciting. Thank you. <laughs> see, yeah, you're making money. And you know what? Again. Last thing to tie it all into our theme, Cuba needs to, this is what they need to do. Get some fillers. They need to get some fillers. That's what they need to get the budget on. Well, and on that, um, on the Cuba and the dictatorship uh, theme, <laughs> sure. we're going... I, hasn't North Korea been doing this for years? They have fake <laughs> cities, this right? The whole, yeah. yeah, they have whole fake cities. <laughs> right. Yeah. They've mastered this circus app. They're, it's a circus. Do is you actually think their nukes are, are, are just apps? Like a fiddler standing nuke? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Circus nukes? Yeah, yeah. circus <laughs> nukes. I that think that if fun. North Korea found out that we were now following them, yeah. they'd be less likely to nuke us or Guam. Yeah. Okay, are they the hot... Good-looking people in this equation, or I, I can't. I don't respect. think North Koreans are good-looking. Famously good-looking people. I think they're yeah. like three and a half feet tall. I think so too. Aren't they? Because they didn't yeah. mature with the rest of society. Well, they haven't had food in a long time. Yeah, so. not. I bet the snack situation is real bad. Yeah, you're not yeah. getting your vegan. You're not getting my vegan. Your, uh, but chips. on the on the good side, you would not be afraid to walk into any McDonald's there because there wouldn't be a 400 pound guy coming out. Yeah, I, exactly. And I don't think you're getting good ho- quality horse meat there either. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, next. Very scrawny horse meat out there. Yeah. Next story from the SF Gate in San Francisco, mm-hmm. apparently. Owners must surgically debark loud dogs. An Oregon court has recently ruled. Groups such as the Oregon Humane Society and American Humane Society have spoken out against them. The surgery involves cutting the vocal cords. Opponents say removing a dog's dog or cat's prime means of communication is cruel and unnecessary. Sure. That's a real downer. Yeah. <laughs> you <laughs> picked the story, Kathleen. Uh, can we talk about, uh, like, uh, 
depravity and poverty in all these countries. Yeah, I'm, I'm, would this in China? Would they like? Where no, these right? okay. First of all, these dogs—they'd be lunch. Like yeah. I don't see how you could be complaining. No, these dogs have it too good here in America. So you're yeah. pro debarking dogs. Yeah, I have guess. you adjusted in New York to like, like dog burgers? I guess. Yeah, I don't know. Oh my god, you guys are really dark. <laughs> do you do you have barking dogs in your neighborhood in New York? Is it this is a thing? No, you've I have. There was one when I was growing up, and there was a debarked dog. Is that the term? Does it make debarked? them like no. they can't speak at all? No, they just speak like uh, like uh, what's his name, <laughs> like. Um, Super Dave Osborne. They're like, hello. Oh, uh, like, like <laughs> Jerry. Like on uh, Kirby. Like they've been yeah. for 40 yeah. years Marty or Funkhauser or whatever. Marty. Hey, Jerry, you want to hear a joke? They're equally I as annoying. I wish I could do it as like a threat to my dog, like if she understood it. Oh, yeah. It's like a dog does, version of you're going to military like I'm going to get school. home yeah. after this pod and she's going to be the second I walk in. The second I sit down to eat is what she waits for. Yeah. eat my dinner and she just yaps, 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 yaps. I need to take her out. Can't we do something with like, like a like, light electric shock instead? Like they won't kill them, but like. Well, that is. I think one person did. Um, yeah, they suggested that. Just shock the hell out of their neck. <laughs> At least you're not cutting out their vocal cords. Yeah, they even right? know like their vocal cords are working. Also, what is if it... they're going to protect you from like a robbery or something, and then they can't because they just sound like they're wheezing? Can like, I give you like the ultimate uh, Trump take on this? Because yeah. that's the next line. Alt Pro- middle it. Proponents. The alt middle says proponents say if done correctly, it can save problematic animals from being euthanized and still allow them to express themselves with a soft, raspy bark or oh. muffled squeak. Because the dog doesn't know. What they're doing They're saying is, if you're choosing between just taking the dog out back and shooting it or cutting its vocal cords out. And getting it a out, soft, raspy bark. Yeah, if that's what you're um, game-theorying the dog. Honestly, I would rather hear a bark than whatever whisper horror It's equally sounds. as annoying. Yeah. It's just like, oh, oh, hey, yeah. Jerry. Yeah, that's <laughs> horrible. All right, last story. Local, this is, this is local Kaplan news. Mm. All right. Kaplan, oh, yes. this, is from, this is from the Daily Beast, but ultimately it's from your building, I believe. <laughs> Feds allege a Long Island city man turned his high-rise apartment into a laboratory pumping out I, synthetic heroin that killed at least one mail-order customer. My lawyer has advised me to plead the fifth. <laughs> yeah. What do you, I mean, this oh, is your backyard. Oh, I you were reading more. Yes, yeah, so this was the news of the day, or the news of the week. The other day in our neighborhood, went out to walk Pancakes, who was barking with full vocal capacity. Oh, boy. And uh, there was helicopters swatting all over the place. Like all over the neighborhood, like helicopters circling. Yeah, like. And we live by the East River, so I thought you always think like, oh, there's like a body. Y- yeah. Like someone dumped a body. They're fetching it out. Kids look the other way. Yeah. But yeah, it turned out it wasn't my building. It was a more. I'm in the affordable housing building. It was in the more luxurious building. Really? I mean, this building's got like a beach volleyball court and a tennis court. That's and, what it says here. Yeah. It says it was the epicenter of a sprawling opo- opioid market. Wow. And it says uh, his company, he had, he had like two different websites with names of the company, RC Powders and Unbeatable Chems. He was selling it all on Reddit. Um, his company's is offer, amazing. It says his company yeah. offers a buffet of synthetic opio- opioids and hallucinogens, which customers can buy with Bitcoin, Amazon cards, or Hotels.com vouchers. So what? there's so many things in this story that I find amazing because I don't know what any of them are. I don't know what Reddit is actually. I say it. I know it's something on the internet. I don't, I don't know. It's really like a know chat what, forum of some kind. Yeah, I don't even know what Bitcoin is really. I don't really know how to use that. Like, I, I don't really know what meth is. Like, I just, well, yeah. let me first. Let me say this: If you're gonna be <laughs> bu- buying opioids from this guy with Amazon.com or any cards, guy, yeah. yes, just use our LostAmericaPod.com link. <laughs> <laughs> just go through our link. I imagine it's expensive. We're gonna get a lot of money. Yeah, we'll get Ooh. a kickback. We'll get five to eight percent. We win. You win. You might have just found yourselves a new sponsor. I like to know. I want to know how to use my hotels.com vouchers. <laughs> yeah, do you have that? a lot of vouchers? A lot of vouchers. What is a well, I can't go voucher? back to Cuba, so I don't know what I'm going to do with all these. So they give vouchers. you a voucher and you can use it for anything. It's like funny money. Well, that's yes, and I think that you know how everyone talks about the dark web. Yeah. I, basically, I think it just means Amazon.com cards and hotels.com. Yeah, vouchers. that's the dark web. We thought it was like Bitcoin and all this futuristic stuff. It's literally just these two things. Yeah, it's just what a about way, like a Best Buy gift card? It's a way for like nerds to sound cool. It's like yeah. I'm on the dark yeah. web. You carry some fucking cash around, people. It's like the current day version <laughs> of being in a motorcycle game. Get a checkbook, a balance your checkbook. Fewer than 48 hours notice. That's yeah. all he did. Hey, can I say one, two things here, really quick? As a local resident, my yeah. local resident commentary. Sound off. You know. 
to go back to what you're talking about, dogs. I, I live in a neighborhood where every ent in the neighborhood likes to freak out. They take <laughs> about time. dogs going off leash, dogs going area. God forbid a dog goes in a, an area where there's grass. The, the right where that building is, there's a park. There's grass. Dogs aren't allowed. Anytime a dog goes in, someone snaps a photo. They post it on Facebook. There's a whole oh. freaking riot about it. There's a meth lab right under these people's yeah. noses. <laughs> yeah, but you know why it's there? Because these yentas wouldn't let the dogs in to sniff. Yeah, the dogs would have come back. They would have found it years ago. And even if but, they'd found it, they couldn't have barked to alert. People. But you know, to and, exactly. And, <laughs> but these, and then a lot. The other thing is, these this, these yentas make me feel like my neighborhood sometimes kind of lame, <laughs> kind of yuppie-ish. I kinda, think it is. Yeah, it is a little bit. You know. That's why this story is so yeah, comforting it's to me. Oh, Brian I feel, Parker. I feel, much, I feel much better. Brian Parker, thank you so much. Yes. My neighborhood's cool again. Wait, so is it We've still running? F- Can we go there? What's happening? No, they had all these hazmat suits. I didn't get to... There's about 30 Jeez. guys in hazmat suits parked outside this thing. They were rushing in like uh, the end of E.T. or something. We're like, they don't know what they're going to... And it was just they this cleared dude the place hanging out. out on the dark web. <laughs> no, they... <laughs> I think they bought. I think he had a whole. Who knows what he had in there? I didn't. <laughs> Does anyone? If anyone of our, do you know? You work for a website. Do you know what sure. the dark web is? It's like a website, but there's like it's like the black background. <laughs> That's <laughs> not it. Is it a white it's, font? Is it like so you mean state? it's like every band's website yeah. in the '90s? Yeah, yeah. It's a lot of MySpace. Like Limp Biscuit. Yeah. And corn. Yeah, when you accidentally design your website, and yeah, it's black. And you're, yeah. yeah. Check out GeoCities and see if you can get your own. And then also, yeah, what is Reddit? You just said it's like a chat room. Are the people yeah. are still on chat rooms? It's kind of like a news slash. For like the last eleven people who are in chat rooms who haven't been raped yet, they're on Reddit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I've been in this chat room since 1987 and I'm looking to meet an older guy. The yeah. worst rapist of all time. Yeah. He's like the last man standing who can't yeah. get anybody. I, I wonder, I never logged out from my Prodigy account. I was in the Syracuse basketball to. chat rooms in 1992. Cosby was all over it in the 90s. And I never logged out of my Prodigy account, so I might still be in there. Reddit bought them, for all I know. Uh, that could have been buying opioids. <laughs> all right. That's the podcast. Which, by the way, opioids you could get for dogs. To tie it in if they lose oh, their vocal cords. And boom. Yeah. On go. the dark web. Yeah, on the dark web. Yes. Yes. All right, Andrew Jones. All right, thanks for doing the pod. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Thank we- you so much. We'll All right. What should we do, Cap? I'm going to go get extra lost because I got to go do a fancy football draft. I'm a real loser. All right. Get, get lost, lost, people. Sometimes I get to feeling low. I wish I could just pick up and go. When new, I change my point of view. Or maybe somebody I don't know. I toss the idea to and fro. Not sure what makes it come and go. But there it is again. Sweet music on the wind from over the gulf. I'm going down to Cuba someday soon Following that Caribbean moon It's been too long since I've been there I'm going down there to see my friends Down where the rhythm never ends Where women wear gardenias in their hair People will tell you You're not supposed to do this, eh? They say that Cuba is the enemy I'm going down there anyway I'm going down to Cuba to see my friends Down where the rhythm never ends No problem is too difficult to solve Yeah, times are tough down there but you know they're gonna make it through They make such continuous use of the verb to resolve They've got to deal with that embargo Enough to drive any country insane They might not know all the freedoms you and I know They do know what to do in a hurricane All the allies of the USA 
travel to Cuba every day. I'm going down to Cuba to see my friends down where the rhythm never ends. Where by comparison, my troubles just unravel. I'm North American, you know. Don't like to hear where I can't go. Free people will insist on the freedom to travel. I'm gonna drink the running yeho, and walk out on the malecon. In one hand the Monte Cristo, and in the other an ice cream cone. I'm going down to Cuba with my band. We're gonna formulate a plan whereby we obtain that. Cultural permission. I told you once, I told you tricks. It'll put a smile on your face to see a Chevrolet with a Soviet transmission. Get back in the race, and I'm back in the.